bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. How can something be positional and progressive at the same time? How can you have it and still be growing into it? It is like when we were born as babies. Every baby that is born, when, when the child is born, day one, in fact, before they even come out of the womb, they are human beings. So the child is born, that's a human being probably about one and a half feet long, weigh about seven pounds. You can do the conversion to kilos in your head. Uh, I was born in pounds and ounces era uh, and all of that. But th- that's the baby. Is that baby a human being? Yes. Did they have to grow to become human beings? No. They are already human beings. But that human being is not a mature human being. Uh, So that child is going to grow in height, grow in understanding, grow in so many areas. So positionally, a human being, progressively, a human being. A human being who is growing into full maturity. That's how our sanctification is. Positionally we are sanctified, but it doesn't mean we have matured in sanctification. We have to progressively grow in sanctification. So the day we got born again, we became sanctified people. But you and I know that your life doesn't always demonstrate sanctification. So we have to grow in sanctification. So how do we then live a sanctified life? How do we live the sanctified life? A life that is holy, a life that brings glory to God, a life that helps us to live out the lives that God has given to us. To do that, there are a few things we have to learn. And I'll just take you to a verse in the Old Testament and comment on it and give you some thoughts. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 8 to 11. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 8 to 11. And this is what Leviticus 10, 8, 11 says. It's an instruction to the priests, but I will take it beyond the instruction to the priests. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink. You nor your sons with you. When you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean, that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. God called Israel... To become a holy nation. And the process of becoming a holy nation was going to be through the priests teaching them. And the core of the teaching of the priests was that they must be able to teach the people to know the difference between what is holy and what is unholy. So to live sanctified lives, 
We must know what is holy and what is unholy. We must know what is holy and what is unholy. In the Old Testament, God hammered this principle to Israel very strongly. And so when you read the Old Testament and the scriptures, especially the book of Leviticus, some of the book of uh, Exodus, you find that the life of the Jews or Israel was divided between holy and unholy. In every area of their lives, some things were considered holy and others were considered unholy. When it came to what they ate, some things were holy, others were unholy. In their communities, some areas were holy and some areas were unholy. In what they said, some words were holy, others were unholy. Some animals were holy, others were not holy. So why did God divide his own creation between holy and unholy? Did God create unholy things? No. In Genesis, God saw all that he had done and he said it was very good. He didn't create anything unholy. So why did God then divide things between holy and unholy? It was to give them a sense of awareness. A sense of consciousness that in this world some things are holy and some things are unholy. And for them to get that imprinted in their mind, God determined that some animals will be called holy, some will not be called holy. Although he created all of them. Why? Because he wanted them to know the difference between what is holy and what is not holy. For us to live sanctified lives, we must know the difference between what is holy and what is not holy. In the New Testament, we don't have separation between holy animals and unholy animals and holy foods and unholy foods. But the principle is the same. We must know the difference between what is holy and what is not holy. We can't just live our lives anyway and think that everything we do is holy. No, God wants us to live sanctified lives. Some things are holy and some things are not holy. Some words are holy, some words are not holy. Some thoughts are holy, some thoughts are not holy. Some actions are holy, some actions are not holy. And we must know the difference. So we don't mix it together. To live sanctified lives, we must know what is holy and what is not holy. Not only must we know, we must separate ourselves from what is unholy. Being aware is one thing. Separation is another thing. So a sanctified life is a separated life. A life that has been separated. We live our lives with the awareness that God has separated us unto himself. We belong to him. We are separated to him. This sense that we have been set apart is what helps us to live the sanctified life. And if you look at life, you realize that those people who live lives with the knowledge that they have been set apart, they are able to make a lot of sacrifices easily. Because they have a sense 
that they are separated. Even in the occult or in the cults, somebody who believes that he's been separated to the gods can walk barefoot for the rest of his life and walk on thorns and all of that and never consider to wear a shoe. Why? Because they believe they are separated. Because when you are separated, sacrificial living is easy. And that is why for us to live sanctified lives, we must first of all know we have been separated from the world by Jesus Christ and we must live separated lives. Until Christians have become aware that they have been set apart, separated, the Christian life will be very easy. That is why people will say, so should I do this? Should I not do that? Should I do this? Should I not? Are you saying this is a sin? Are you saying that is a sin? All of that argument comes to an end when we know we are separated. So you can look at people who are separated in some Christian denominations and they never marry. Never marry. Never have sex. And you and I will say, hey, it's hard. Hey, how can he? But when you have a sense you are separated, sacrifice is easy. I'm not saying that don't marry. All I'm saying is when we know we are separated unto the Lord, we sanctify our lives. Our lives now are, is lived for a purpose. That is why a person like the prophetess Anna, from when she was a very young woman, lost her, her husband. And she decided to separate herself in the temple praying. And that's all she did for years until Jesus was born. How could she do it? Because she accepted that she was separated. The separation of the Christian is what makes it easy for him or her to live a holy life. Sanctification is separation. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Sanctification requires our involvement. It is not just God who sanctifies us, but there is something we do. Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. How do we do it? We cleanse ourselves. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 and 4. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Our sanctification requires that we abstain from sexual immorality. And each one knows how to possess our vessel, this body, in sanctification and honor. 
Is it possible for a Christian to live and flee sexual immorality? Yes. How does a Christian do that? You have to know you are separated unto God. You are separated. Young women, young men, you are separated to God. And once you become aware you are separated, believe you me, sin becomes easy to overcome. Because until you know that you've been set apart by God, you will think you are ordinary. You are normal. Everybody has feelings. Everybody burns. Everybody has desires. That's the normal. But the separated people have died to a certain mindset and are committed to another mindset. The Lord separates us. How does God separate us? What instruments does he use to sanctify us? Now when you look into the Old Testament, you realize that sanctification was done in many ways. Through blood, through water, through oil. That's basically how sanctification was done. So for sanctification to take place, blood sacrifice was made. Or sometimes water, in, in other words people had to ritually wash themselves or wash their clothes and then for people to be set apart they receive the anointing oil that set them apart so these were the three so how do we get it what are the instruments of sanctification first is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from sin the blood of Jesus first John chapter 1 verse 67 if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not practice the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. The day you got born again, that's what happened. The blood of Jesus positionally cleansed you, sanctified you. The second instrument that God uses to sanctify us is the word of God. The word of God cleanses our minds. Please our minds. John chapter 17 verse 17 to 19. Jesus says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. That they also may be sanctified by the truth. The word of God sanctifies us. The blood of Jesus sanctifies us. One cleanses our hearts from sin the other cleanses our thoughts from sinful thoughts third instrument of sanctification the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit sets us apart for God 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 22 now he who establishes us with you is Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. The Holy Spirit has been used to seal us, mark us. So when we go out to the world, we are marked people. Marked 
marked by what? Marked by the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, they would see the priest and the holy people would be marked. How would you know they were marked? There will be oil on their heads. And you will know this is a marked man. But in the New Testament, there is oil is the Holy Spirit. And as we go through the world, remember you are a marked woman. A marked man. In your office, you are marked. At school, you are marked. In the roadside, you are marked. In doing business, you are marked. Marked by what? The Holy Spirit. Why does he mark you? To set you apart. So that in your going and coming, you will know that your life is sanctified. Set apart. Set apart from what is unholy, so we can do what is holy. It is possible for a Christian to abstain from sexual immorality. I'll say it again. It is possible for a Christian to abstain from sexual immorality. How can they do it? They must know that they have been set apart. If an occultist set apart can walk barefoot on thorns and stones and hot kota, which is hard, then we, born of the Spirit of God, set apart unto holiness, can also abstain from the sins of the flesh. We can. Because we have been set apart unto the Lord. And may the Lord help us as Christians to live sanctified lives. Holy lives. Holy in thought. Holy in words. Holy in action. The next time you are speaking some words, ask yourself, is this sanctified? When the thought gets into your head, ask yourself, is this a sanctified thought? And if it is not, purge it out. If you are speaking and the word is not sanctified, stop talking. If you are doing something that is not sanctified, stop. Why? Because you have been separated from all the people of this world. God has separated us and has called us his own that we can live our lives to his glory. We are the set apart ones for Jehovah God. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebe. Email otebe at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.